You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We got Danny Cannell coming on courtesy of Bet Online or BetOnline.net. Danny Cannell, welcome, sir. What's up, fellas? How we doing? Happy New Year, man. Happy bowl season, playoff season, all that good stuff, man. It's great to be on with you guys. Right on, man. Glorious cheese it bowl coming up for us Bulls fans. <laughs> Carl's off this week, triples in. Uh, so Danny and uh, Danny will just dive right in, man, to Ohio State and Georgia. I know that you've been talking a lot about it, but it's hard not to get locked into how bad they looked against Michigan. And, and I mean, what do you think? I mean, is this team going to rebound because Georgia really struggled in the passing defense in the second half against LSU as well? Yeah, I think this is really an intriguing matchup. And I think Georgia, just by the draw alone, kind of got hosed here, right? They're the best team in the country. They've got the number one seed. And I think we could all pretty much agree roster-wise, TCU has the weaker roster of the four teams that are in the playoff and of the two that potentially Georgia could be playing. So I think this is a tricky matchup for the Bulldogs. And here's what I think makes Ohio State dangerous. One, they're given new life, right? Like all of a sudden they're given this mulligan after they did get beat down at home by their arch rival. They were thinking our season's done. We're not able to accomplish any of our goals. Instead, they get an extra week to get healthy because they're not playing in the Big Ten championship game. They kind of have this, hey, we're given a free pass. What else? We got nothing else to lose. We already experienced our worst loss of the season. And I think more importantly, they get to play in the clean, crisp conditions of the uh, Georgia Dome there, the Mercedes Dome. I think they, they actually have a pretty good chance. And I think it's an awesome opportunity for them to possibly pull off one of the bigger upsets that we've seen in the playoffs so far. Danny, compare and contrast Kirby and uh, Ryan Day. They have very similar resumes. They've got – a dozen or so wins against top ten teams, uh, several division titles, a national title appearance. Kirby does have a national championship. Who's the better coach, compare and contrast? Well, I think you have to give the significant edge to Kirby. I mean, I think even Ohio State fans would give the edge to uh, to Kirby Smart, especially after losing back-to-back years to Michigan. I mean, Kirby Smart is up there with any coach in the country. I think you might give him the edge except for Nick Saban, who – it's kind of wild that this could be back-to-back championships, but it almost could be his third if it wasn't for that Tua Tagovailoa second 26 completion at the end of that first Alabama-Georgia uh, matchup that we saw. I mean, he's done everything that Georgia fans wanted him to do. He's built Alabama East. He's, built, he's building a dynasty as we speak. So I think it has to go to him. And I think the criticisms of Ryan Day are – valid like not only losing to michigan but he has not been able to get that national championship since taking over there but i think the more significant issue they're both different coaches right kirby's a defensive mind ryan day an offensive mind but i think the questions about ohio state are are they physical enough no one is asking that question about georgia since kirby smart has taken over and that's the one question that really remains for ohio state is can they win it all with the offensive mindset, more of a finesse, high-powered offensive team that still hasn't proven they're capable on the defensive side. 
Danny Canales with us, guys, here on the WaitFor.com hotline, breaking down the playoffs. I got a kick, and we talked about it yesterday, Danny, when you had Harbaugh's always poking the bear. He made that comment before the <laughs> game that, like, basically days on third base, they could hit a triple because that machine was already built and he inherited, which, I mean, is kind of valid. It's 100% valid. I actually love it because, like, we get so many coaches that would never, you know, they're so, they play it so close to the best. And a lot of times, if they do take shots at their rival, it's in front of boosters and it's, it's kind of playful. That was kind of nasty, right? But it's kind of true as well because, you know, Kirby Smart did inherit a program that had won a championship under Urban Meyer that had consistently been recruiting in the top five of, you know, recruiting classes. He inherited a really good situation and hasn't been able to put it over the top. Whereas Jim Harbaugh inherited a situation that was really down in the dumps for the past decade as Michigan had cycled through coaches trying to revive, you know, get back to a blue blood that's at the top of college football. And I know it was a bumpy ride, but here Jim Harbaugh is back on top trying to put that final stamp on his return to Michigan with that elusive national championship. So I love the fact that he said it, first of all, but I also think there is some truth behind it. Oof. <laughs> All right. Is the um, notion that uh, Georgia's uh, Achilles' heels are secondary? I think it's a bit overblown because you saw what they did against Oregon, Tennessee, all their all their big opponents. Yes, LSU piled up some yards, but that game was already pretty much put into the barn. Is that an overblown notion that that's an Achilles' heel? Well, I think you have to put things in perspective because when Georgia is criticized, it's really we're all kind of nitpicking, right? Like, so you have yeah. to find ways. To, all right, if you were going to attack Georgia, what would it be? Like, are you going to line up and try to run it down their throat? I don't think that's going to work, you know? So, and I think if you go back and look at the teams over the last couple of years that have had success, and I go back to last year's SEC title game when Bryce Young had, you know, a career day and was able to knock them off in the first game, I think you say, all right, if you're going to beat Georgia, it kind of has to be through the air. You try to neutralize that front seven that's going to be physical and overpowering. So I don't, I don't know if it's an Achilles heel, but if there was going to be an area to attack, I think it would be the secondary. The LSU game I thought was interesting because it never felt like Georgia was in danger of losing, but I do think it kind of shined a spotlight on, okay, maybe this is your best opportunity to potentially pull off the game, you know, to pull off the upset. And I guarantee you Ohio State has looked at that film and they're showing their players, hey, this has been done. This is, you know, teams have beaten them throwing the football through the air. And I think there's a ton of pressure on C.J. Stroud to come through for the Buckeyes because of a couple things. One, he hasn't played great this year in the games he's been pressured or in the bigger situations, Notre Dame and Ohio and the Michigan game primarily. One, he won. One, he didn't, of course, against Michigan. But also what it means for his draft stock. Most Bingo. NFL, most NFL draft gurus have him dropped clearly behind Bryce Young, and a lot of them are moving in Will Levis and Anthony Richardson over him because of their upside. And if you're C.J. Stroud, if you want to play yourself back into a top-five pick, what better way to do it than against the Georgia Bulldogs with all that NFL talent? So I think there's a ton of pressure on him. And if he plays poorly, I think it could also send him further down the draft board. So I think there's a ton of pressure on C.J. Stroud. Yeah, we were talking about it yesterday, man. I agree 100%. Danny Canell's with us, guys. Brought to you by betonline.net. By the way, Georgia's six-and-a-half-point uh, favorites. They're going to kick the crap out of these guys. <laughs> we're going to be joking around about all these things we've been nitpicking over. I mean, what would, would you touch this game, or do you like the number? 
So I actually – so there's two games, right? We've got both playoff games. I don't think both favorites going to cover. Well, that did happen last year. But I kind of like Michigan to cover versus TCU. They feel too overpowering. So if I'm going to take some points with an underdog, I think Ohio State is the team to do it for a lot of the reasons that we're talking about. And it goes back to what I was talking about as a bad matchup for Georgia. Ohio State's offensive line is pretty good. They're pretty hefty. They're not as good as Michigan's, but they're pretty good. And pass blocking is a little bit easier than trying to move Georgia off the ball. And I think they'll try to run the football with a little more deception, screens, draws, you know, trying to flip some runs in there when you're not expecting them. And Ohio State feels comfortable throwing the football. And so I think they've got a chance to do that against Georgia's secondary. So, and, and also the fact they're playing indoors on a fast track, I think that plays in their favor. And I know they don't have Jackson Fitton Jigba, their best wide receiver, but they still have a pretty good slew of wide receivers that they can throw to. And Jackson Fitton Jigba only played in a select handful of games this year anyway. So I actually like the Buckeyes with the six and a half points. But a part of me just hopes that we see good games, right? Like that's, I really just want to see good games that come down to the wire and try to salvage this playoff, which a lot of people have pointed out, oh, the semifinals haven't been great. I think these two matchups are pretty intriguing. So I think both games will be pretty entertaining. And just real quick before we move on to Michigan and TCU, speaking of the wide receivers, could you see because of like Jalen Carter being the Kool-Aid man breaking through that they get the ball out quicker, like slants to guys like you mentioned, like guys like Marvin Harrison and use that athleticism and then see what they can do? Absolutely. And that's one way to neutralize the pass rush is to get the ball out of your hands quickly. Ibuka is another good receiver that they've got on the outside. And as, as much as like, I do think Jalen Carter has made a, a massive difference since he's been back, they've been getting more pressure on the quarterback, but it's not like they've been this team that wreaks havoc on the quarterback. So I think CJ Stroud will feel some pressure, but I think he's going to have his opportunities kind of like Hendon Hooker had in the first half against the, uh, the Tennessee game. He missed a couple guys behind that secondary that he wasn't able to connect on. That's, to me, what's the difference in the game. There will be opportunities if Ohio State connects on them. I think the game gets really compelling. If they miss, like, Tennessee, then I think the game could get ugly in the second half. Danny Cannell joining us courtesy of BetOnline.net. All right, Danny, uh, TCU, Michigan. Uh, everybody thinks it's a foregone con- conclusion Michigan's going to win this. TCU actually runs the ball a little bit better than people think. Their secondary pretty opportunistic. They get about a takeaway every game. They don't get as good a pass rush as maybe you would want. How's this going to play out, do you think? So this game, I think, is really interesting. And I think this is one of those everyone's going to be rooting for TCU, kind of the underdog, Max Duggan. We saw him, like, lay his heart on the line against the Big 12 championship, even though they came up short. I feel like the entire country was rooting for him, and I think they'll be doing the same in this game. My biggest concern, and you talk about physicality and matching, you know, uh, in, in the offensive versus the defensive line, I have massive concerns about TCU's defense being able to slow down Michigan's rush attack. I don't think there's a team in the country, maybe it's Georgia, but they've actually thrown the ball with some success this year, that just wants to run the football and mix in some play-action pass and take their shots down the field than Michigan. They have an identity that is unparalleled. Well, they want to run it downhill right at you. And I know Blake Corum is out, but it hasn't mattered since Donovan Edwards has stepped in his absence. He's gone for 185 and 215 on the ground. Like, they've been so what? It doesn't matter who's playing running back for us. And I just wonder if that's going to wear down TCU's front seven. Now, I do think TCU can put up some points on Michigan's defense, 
by scheme and some of the weapons that they've got. You mentioned Quentin, Quentin Johnston, who I think is going to be a first-round draft pick in the NFL, their wide receiver. And Kendra Miller has been pretty solid uh, as a running back for them as well. But he slowed down a little bit towards the end of the season. Hasn't had a 100-yard game in a few games. I think that could be a challenge for them. And ultimately, I think TCU puts up a fight for a half. And both of these teams have been strong in the second half, but I trust Michigan's depth and their power run game in the second half to pull away late. Well, Danny, we appreciate you, my friend. We couldn't get Dan Kendra, but we're glad we got you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what a blast from the past. You guys, I mean, he's a legend. He was Tim Tebow that didn't meet the Tebow expectations. You guys guys remember he, he set the record at Florida State for, like, deadlifting. Of anybody yep, yep. that any defensive lineman, any <laughs> linebacker, and he popped a blood vessel. I looked at him like he was a psycho, and I think that's exactly what he turned out to be: was a psycho trying to play quarterback. <laughs> right. I was just. It's funny. I was just telling our engineer, who's a younger guy, about Kendra. He cost me the opener in '96 against Duke. It was a 41 point spread. He fumbled the snap when they put him in with like a minute left. Anyway, on that note, hope you have a happy New Year, Danny. We will talk to you about the championship game soon, man. Thanks again. Love it. You guys have a great new year. We'll talk to you soon. Have a good one. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.